Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. This time, we're heading back to Camp Pleasant for Season 2 of Killer Camp. Killer Camp Season 2, Episode 1, or Series 2. When does a season become a series or vice versa? Is that just like a British and American thing? Or I guess this is Season 2. I mean, it's made in Europe and it's got British and American people in it. I have really no idea. Is this season two or series two? Do, do you want me to... I, I'm going to say season two. Yeah, okay, cool. Killer Camp season two. That's how we'll label it. Before we begin, we ought to point out that this is our very first second series, as it were. All of the other programmes that we've covered seem to have dropped off the face of the earth, despite there being quite a clear demand for that type of show. You wouldn't think of all the things that we've covered that Killer Camp would be the one to get a second series. But here we are. But you know what? I actually really, really enjoy it. And when we first started watching the first series, it was a struggle to find positives. But when you take it for what it is, and that it's actually just a bit of a laugh, especially in the opening of this episode where they show the montage of Bobby and Bruce as they wait for new campers to join them on the lake and in the hot tub, it actually is a really enjoyable show. Me and Bruce have been so lonely. This is fun. It seems like this series will be very much played out in the exact same way as the first, although notably in this first episode we didn't have a round where campmates could get clues as to the killer's identity. However, we're only one episode in, so maybe in the next episode that will change. I think this podcast is going to play out much like the first as well, with you doing ample research and writing quite a lot of notes and myself just reading off an iphone with bullet points when you say much like the first you mean much like the first second third for all the things that we've done in the past sort of 12 months very much followed that it's it's a template it's a pattern i don't want to change yeah and to be fair i've got the structure in my head i know how it all works i know how it's all put together let's just roll the punches eh so at the start bobby informs us that one of the campers is a killer and that's questionable. Is it one, or do we think there might be more than one? It has to, well, it has to be more than one. Interesting. Because, well, first off, there's eight episodes. Yeah, it's a longer series this time, yeah. I don't know if I can do eight episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I might just stop at five. That's how you feel after you, just one. You can carry on. You can carry on on your own. <laughs> no, I, I think coming off the back of the first se- season, I was going to say series, Ooh. with them having two killers it has to be has to be two killers and also i'm sure there's more people in this season than there was in the previous one quite possibly i think there are 12 contestants in total it seems like there's absolutely loads yeah it was difficult trying to capture all their names and everything especially when they're not all introduced at the same time it mm-hmm. takes about 25 minutes maybe 30 minutes into the the first episode i think i know three names four names max you could you could just say anything if it's more than four, I know four people, and then anything else, you could just be saying, "Oh, there's a Herbert in there." Uh, there's a... <laughs> there is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I think it's the for me. It's all the girls. All the girls, unfortunately, blend into one girl. I mean, to be fair, before it almost felt like there were maybe ten stereotypes. You had the the jock, you had the goth, you had the nerd, you had the sports fanatic you know you've got all these different characters whereas in this there's multiple of the same one and note that they didn't actually give us names this time 
they they told people that's people's names, but they didn't have like inverted commas underneath saying all oh, the frat boy, oh, you know that sort of yeah. thing. Although we can make it out from who we who we see as we're introduced to the campmates. Um, we're also introduced to camp handyman Bruce, and I'm glad he's back. It would have been interesting if they'd have brought a different killer in and based him on someone else, but by all accounts, but that's he's doing his actual a good job. That's his actual face. Do you think it's the same person as last season, or do you think yeah, it's just sure. another? I, I'm, I'm sure it is. It's just a, it's just a local because where where's this filmed? We we said I, last time. I want to say like, do you say Croatia or something? Yeah, like, that? like Eastern Europe or somewhere like that, or or Estonia or because because it massively threw me when the first people you meet are speaking American. Yeah, and then I think someone's British, and you're like, well, what is going on here? It's a, it's a big mixture this time. So did they just think, oh, should we just open it up to anyone? Yeah, I wonder what the logic was. It's the same camp. It's not like it's moved to America or anything. No, no, it's very much in the same location. They've just invited. They just had a bigger people. budget, so they're like, "Well, I'll just fly, fly people over." Yeah, season longer. three, it's going to be like Australia, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, but still in. But still in Estonia or yeah. whichever country it's it's filmed in. Yeah. Before we get into the people, we're bound to have another banging soundtrack, and this episode actually opens with genuine. I'm not making this up. Genuinely, one of my favourite songs of all time. I haven't even wrote it down. So it's King of Rock and Roll by Prefab Sprout, which is... Hello, campers! Hot dog, jumping frog, Albuquerque. Is that one of your favourite songs? Yeah, I genuinely love it. I love it. And what I think makes it even better for me is that Paddy McAloon, who is the lead singer of Prefab Sprout, Right, do me a favour now, and this goes to anyone listening as well. Right, search Prefab Sprout or watch that video, right, King of Rock and Roll. Right. Right, and just have a look at the young guy that's singing the song. This is fantastic. This is just... Okay, yeah. You've got him, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now search Paddy Macaloon, and I think it's like, if you start writing it in Google, Paddy, um, M-A-C-A-L-L. It's, it's coming straight away. There you go. AI knows it, and now look at a picture of him today. Oh, my days. Is he a wizard? He looks incredible, right? He looks like if the colonel from KFC went into hiding for about 10 years. It's, it's if the colonel started writing <laughs> Terry Pratchett books. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, incredible stories as well. Like he, he, He's a bit of a recluse. Um, I think he sort of made his money. And then I think On he got one like, song. Yeah, well, yeah. He, I think he got like tinnitus or something like that and retired from music. He still plays and stuff, but he doesn't perform anymore. Something along those lines. But um, yeah, genuinely love that song. I just thought, I'd, you know, we always get killer songs in this in this series. And um, I was delighted when that was the first one that played. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. Anyway, back to it. The first person... <laughs> Before we start... God, I know this, this, this first podcast is just going to take ages, isn't it? Uh, it's going to take a while for me to edit because this is the first time we've recorded properly. We've done all our rambles and things, but let's be honest, even the 2021 um, ramble, it, it was fine. Um, before this, we did Killer Camp and we finished it in October, November. So, yeah, we're coming at four or five months. <laughs> Getting back into the groove. Yeah. I was disappointed that this was called Killer Camp and not Killer Camp. Revenge of Bruce, or like, or <gasps> even, even I would even talk Killer Camp season two, or something, you know, because it, yeah, yeah, when you search it, it comes up. Do you want season one or season two? Yeah, but, the, but I feel like the way they're going for this 
eighties um, slasher movie. Mm. Oh, please just put like some sort of subtitle to it. You know? Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. Even if it was just Killer Camp Two, because then that's the movie, the first movie yeah. and the second movie. Yeah, you've got one and two, but instead it's just yeah just, Killer Camp, just, and then you've got to find camp, the episode. Yeah. But then again, it might just be something about that about finding the episodes and stuff that if they call it something different there might be something about lost in translation oh that's or... that's true actually when you're watching especially like on netflix search functions and things when mm. things aren't necessarily named correctly or people just stupid and they're like oh that, that, that's not it it's like well no it is it <laughs> <laughs> anyway carry on no so we're just getting into introducing the characters look uh, the first person that we meet is is gabe gabriel this camp is dope you know, I just can't wait to have a good time here with everyone. It just seems like it's going to be a blast. He's introduced in the um, in the councillor's office slash diary room. So if we refer to diary room or councillor's office, that's where they're talking one-on-one to the camera. He's obviously playing the part of the frat boy, the jock. He initially really annoys me because he calls someone out for wearing a cowgirl hat. He then asks them if that means they know how to ride. You're a cowgirl, right? Yeah. Doesn't that mean you know how to ride? Oh. Yeah, baby! He's got little jokes like this all the way through. And it's just, I can tell already that this guy is going to grate on me. I want him to me. die. <laughs> yeah. Is he the one that when Bobby was explaining the basically the premise of the show, mm-hmm. he goes, oh, it's probably one of the nerds. Yes. Then he's the killer. Yeah, I've got him as the killer. Like, And like the way, the way, the way he talks as well. Because there's a bit, I think, after that cowboy, cowboy hat segment. Yeah. It's just like, bro, yeah, bro, yeah, bro. We're just bros being bros. It's like, you say that again, I'm turning this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a... um. He's a caricature of himself. <laughs> Walking into the cabin was so overwhelming because we're just so pumped to be here. And everyone seems really nice, but I guess time will tell. Jada is the next to be introduced, and I'm not sure what role she fits into. But this is, so what I wrote about her, I was like, oh, she's the one with the bum bag slash fanny pack. And then the next person's introduced. And then the person after that is introduced. They fucking all got them. I think it must be where they keep the microphones, like the battery packs. and. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it was one of those that I was like, oh, Jada, don't really know how to describe her, but I'm going to put that she's got a bum bag. No, <laughs> everyone's got one. So the only way to describe someone is, if they have a bum bag or not. Is, that, is yeah. that the first thing on the top of your list? Oh, well, Le- Lexi, who was introduced next, long blonde hair and bright orange eyeliner. At least she had those standout features. Okay. Did like, she have a bum bag, though? Yeah, she had a bum bag so, as well. So Should have just gone with colours, shouldn't I? Bum yeah. bags. Yeah. Clyde is so cute, honestly. So, I mean, I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Anyway, Sean is the nerd in the stripy shirt and braces, and his voice does not match his look. No. As a nerd, you always are kind of the quiet guy, so I'm really hoping I can maybe take a step back, be everyone's friend, and really keep an eye out to find this killer. He sounds like one of those detectives, you know, like we've done it before with the like cigar in your mouth. Some, some like film noir. Yeah, but... it's just really quite a strange voice considering what he, he's meant to be playing the nerd, and he sounds like he should be presenting a 1930s radio show. SJ, the long-haired, bearded, Jesus-looking yeah. fella. Right now I'm feeling a mixture of nerves and excitement because there is a killer amongst us, but we're all being like, hey, yeah, how are you? Looks like he could be in a rock band in Eurovision. Brilliant. And he fancies Jordan a bit. Really fun, outgoing character. Yeah. 
I say character because they're all playing this sort of. I think they're all playing up to it a little bit. At, at the moment, I know we get to. At the moment, he's my favourite. He's great, isn't he? Because either way, if he if he, I want him to win. I mean, first episode, so it's a it's a slog. We've got another like seven after this. <laughs> but I either want him to win or be the killer and win. Yeah, but I'm 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 liking what I see from. There's a, there's another one I quite like. We, we'll get onto her shortly. Clyde is another nerd wearing his cardigan over his pastel polo shirt. Calls Gabe out for being a bit of a douche, but says he's someone that he's going to get along with. Gabe's a frat, bro. He's a bit of a douche, but he's the kind of frat guy I can get along with. His smile is square. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you should say that. Have you written it down? Have you written down? He has a square smile. I was rewinding to see if he was the same person because when he's got his shirt off and they're doing the challenge later on, I'm looking, thinking, is that the guy that was wearing the cardigan earlier? And the only distinguishable sort of thing I was looking at, I was like, oh yeah, he's got the same mouth. It's def- definitely him. Incredible. Basil, difficult to miss in his bright pink jacket. Well, I'm probably going to be hitting up with like Gabe and Clyde a lot. Just, you know, bros being bros, really, I think. In America, he's called Basil. So <laughs> does that apply, by the way? If your name's Basil and you move to America, do they call you Basil? He's also got some pretty awesome dreadlocks. Valentina is introduced next. She looks like an Instagram model. Clyde is kind of cute. I mean, I'm interested to get to know him a little better. And before we learn any of the other names, they all go and meet Bobby in the circle of trust. And I've commented quite a lot on Bobby. I think he's brilliant. Like, he plays such a part. He's one of those that if he was taking himself seriously, or if this was like you had someone like, you know, like the presenters that you get on, the masked singer, mm-hmm. or like the Dermot O'Leary's and all that he sort of thing. Doesn't play it, he doesn't play it straight, does he? No. He's, he's proper it, in character with it. He's really into it. And some of the stuff he comes out with, like, he's quite quick. I don't know if someone's talking to him in his ear because he's got his earpiece, but I think when... No, because he's a comedian. He's, he's oh, a yeah, stand-up so comedian. So he's obviously winding them up, and I think one of the girls laughs, and he's like, yeah, your laugh is annoying. <laughs> I have to say, that laugh is annoying. That's an annoying laugh. I was like, that's fantastic. I can't remember in the first season, did he have a bit of a fringe sweeping over? Well, he's gone a bit... No, his hairstyle's changed a little bit, hasn't he? He's yeah. still got the facial hair, but I think his hair's changed slightly. Or was he just wearing a cap more in the first... Maybe, maybe. Jordan is introduced next. He's the chap that's dressed like Andy Murray. For some reason, he's in like tennis gear. They they really like, what heist have we got in this box to dress up? <laughs> We've got the jock. There's no cheerleaders in this one, is it? No, there aren't. No. Maura is introduced and she claims that she trusts everyone, but then says, I'm not the brightest. I think Bobby calls her out as well. I mean, I, I think everyone, but then I'm also not the smartest right there. <laughs> that does seem like killer behavior saying, oh, I'm not very smart. <laughs> I'm just a simple girl. Syra, who's the one actually that was wearing the cowgirl outfit with the hat that Gabe commented on, she's asked by Bobby who the loudest is and claims that it's Maura. Oh, it's Maura that gets called out by Bobby for having that really annoying laugh. Mm -hmm. Is it Maura or Moira? Well, initially, they said Moira. Because I've wrote wrote down, that's an old woman's name. Yeah, but it's spelt Maura, like Laura with an M. And later on, it's... It gets toned down a little bit from Moira to Moira. Initially, it very much sounded like Moira. And I think maybe that was early on and they hadn't learned each other's names properly. I'm going to call her Moira. <laughs> so of the three names that you noted down... Moira is one of them. <laughs> one Gabe, of them and Gabe was another one. And Basil was the other one. <laughs> so Sean breaks the flow of conversation 
asking to go to the toilet and we knew exactly what was coming from that point. Sorry, the, um, I know it's probably bad timing, but is it possible to use the restroom just now? <laughs> <laughs> Heads to the outhouse and we see Bruce driving along in his tractor. Bobby asks them if they mind the sight of blood as Bruce drives straight into the toilet, flattening Sean. The group put on their mad fake screams and shocked faces and Bobby says, he might be okay. And then a massive explosion. Then it just blows up. <laughs> I've put, you know, a token explosion for good measure. What yeah. is blowing up in the wooden outhouse? Yeah. <laughs> he might be okay. People have survived worse. The we get to see the slow mo reactions from the campers, and the remains of Sean are shown shoved into the bottom of the toilet. But did you see the flame effect was overlaid? Yes. It was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was very quick yeah. but it was like a filter they had put on it yeah it's like something you would have made in like a level it or something yeah. Yeah. brilliant campers leave and have a bit more time before they play the first cash game break into their groups and already they've got their theories as to who the killer could be oh and this is where gabe makes a really shit joke about i was frozen out there let it go or something along those lines it's like shut up mate <laughs> I hope no one inside was just like, all right, Gabe's like nervous. No, like I'm actually just frozen right now. I'm about to start singing Let It Go. <laughs> He's just the bloke's an idiot. Anyway, they dwell far too much on the two nerds comment because one of them says something along the lines of there's no space for two nerds. Anyway, the girls chat about who they think is cute. And I put at this point, I hope that we don't have another shit relationship like that Towie chap Carl in the last series. And then was his name Carl? I think it was, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. At this point, I noticed that we've still not been introduced to Haley Smith from American Dad. <laughs> the goth-looking girl with the headband, yeah. just like her. Like, she's a cartoon, like, ridiculously similar to, to Haley from American Dad. Bobby calls them down to the lake, and again, there's some really funny moments. Flags at half-mast. Let's take a moment to remember Sean. Okay, that's enough. Put on your bikinis, speedos, and wetsuits and come to the lake for your first cash game. Oh, and if you don't know how to swim, quickly learn to swim. <laughs> they do that slow-mo run. Yeah. Because they have to. Well, yeah. But they're all in wetsuits. I don't think the others were in wetsuits last time, were they? No, like beach shorts and all sorts, wasn't it? Yeah. Before bikinis but now it's like, oh, we better bigger budget. We better have some wetsuits. Well, several people died in the lake last time as well, so they probably thought we ought to give them a bit of PPA and make sure they're yeah. doing the right thing. They're warm enough. The first task is called pole position. It's a cash task to win money for the group, up to $3,000 on offer. And just like last time, any money they don't win goes to the killer. They have five minutes to tackle Bobby's lubed up pole. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of it, isn't it? Uh, and grab inflatables from a clothesline above them. Campers must tackle my lubed up poles and rescue one of my inflatable cash critters hanging above them and take them back to safety. What I do really like here is that the rules are shown with an old VHS effect. So mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this is what you need to do. And Bobby describes the game and then you get to see the sort of grainy footage on the camera, which is good. Bobby tells us how he used to play this game back in the day, but you were tethered to another partner who couldn't swim. And if they fell in, they drowned, and you'd have to drag their dead body back to shore. I miss you, Robbie. He was my twin. Bobby excels himself in it. Like, I think he's, I think he, yeah, it's really found its feet with him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because they could have easily gone, okay, we'll have a different camp leader, or we'll 
changing mm-hmm. Bruce around and all that sort of thing. But no, they've stuck to their roots. We see them all try and grab their inflatables, some of bigger value than others. Some of the campers look like they're looking at price tags, whereas others are just grabbing the first one they come to. Jada is the first to fall in and they make a meal of it playing My Heart Will Go On as she resurfaces. Yeah, it, it, it begins like the, the fact that it's like she's drowning. She's like down there yeah, for like she's, yeah. seconds. They slow the footage down. She's like, How long is she down there? It's fine. knows how clumsy I am. That's typical Jada. What would you have done in that situation? Would you have, because I was thinking about this, if, if that was me, would you have tried to get as far along as you could to start so the people behind you don't have to go as far? I think it's almost one of them, put yourself in an order that you think you're going to do well. Yeah. But even if you're on the full, you could probably reach, you know what I mean? If you get halfway, you think, I'm not oh, going to make definitely. this. definitely. But at the end, obviously, there's some that don't have any to their yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. And you think, yeah, because... They were probably trying to get six, seven, eight foot to try and even get one. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was just yeah. There were there were some worse than others because some were trying to play the game. Others were just shit. Mm. Oh, you! I'm knowing you. You'd just run and got the first one, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> reached probably. over. They'd be like, Mike, you're not even on the pole. <laughs> Bobby's like, get on my lubed up pole, Mike. You're like later <laughs> <laughs> playing a game. <laughs> We're um we're introduced to Bella at this point. She's the one that holds her nose and falls in. Did not put in any. She didn't even put her arms up. She just put her fingers on her nose and fell straight in. And Moira, Moira, properly decked it <laughs> as she landed with her legs either side of um Bobby's pole. Jordan then grabs onto the pole and takes forever to get back up. He's the chap that's just clinging on. That's near the end, isn't it? He, I think he, he is just burning time. Yeah. And it's noted, though, as well. But, yeah, it does make you wonder whether he's the killer. But would you sabotage this early on? I don't think you'd take the risk. If it was me, I'd gain a bit of trust initially. No, and then but, wait and... but Clyde. Clyde? No, when I'm saying his name out loud, it doesn't even sound like a real name. It sounds like I'm trying to say Clive, but <laughs> Clyde. It is Clyde, isn't it? Now you've said it, there is Clyde, but I just had to check thinking, why does that sound so strange? Yeah, Clyde. Square mouth. So, yeah. <laughs> For God's sake. So Clyde, he touches a pig. So you see that? In the game? Yeah, this is in the game. This is in the game. <laughs> okay. So he walks over, touches a pig, yeah, looks like, like pulls it a little bit, but then moves on to like the shark next to it. Ooh! So when he pulls it, you're going to have to go back and watch this. When he pulls it, the pig falls, and mm. he says at the end, "Oh, the pig fell." Right? You watch other people go after him; they are like jumping, holding onto one. So the whole washing line's going down. Not yeah. nothing else falls out off. Do you think he loosened it on purpose? I think so, because they're not going. Like if you pull he then one, lost three hundred dollars, didn't he? Yeah. 100%. But he was the one that bought in the most. He bought in $600, although he did lose 300 to the killer. But yeah, but that's the thing. Like, by losing that 300 that's so, someone isn't getting that. That's 300 perhaps in his back pocket. Mm. I just think, just keep an eye on it. When you watch it back, you'll see it. Like, why would you bother? You would know what you're going for. Just grab it. Just grab it. Because yeah, that's the thing. How else would you sabotage it? You either burn the time like that Jordan did, or... You get them to fall in, and nothing was falling in just by normally pulling on it. Yeah, I did put the person that bought him the most was Clyde, six hundred dollars. He did lose three hundred to the killer, but that could just be good trust building behaviour. 
at the end, they've won $2,275, meaning the killer gained 725 Bella, Jada and Lindy performed the worst, having not picked up any prize money. Lindy being the last person that were introduced to Stan Smith's daughter. I've got some quotes here that I've wrote down. Okay. But in typical fashion. Could be anywhere. And I've typed them so fast that they might not be true. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go back and find it and maybe cut it in. But there's it's after the game and someone says, I think it's something like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just freaking smashing it. <laughs> right? Which is just... That's good. That's good. Good attitude. That's, that should be one of those motivational. Yeah, posters. posters. Yeah. So psyched. <laughs> I literally have no idea what we're doing, but I'm gonna like freaking smash it. Um, and the other one, someone says, "You're unathletic." I don't know who they're talking to. Oh, I'm sure Gabe says it about someone falling off. She barely got off the ground. It was it was hilarious, but it's also like, wow, like you're unathletic. Brilliant. Maura correctly points out that those that did well you should probably be suspicious of and they head back to camp and discuss their thoughts on the performances jordan is on everybody's radar he's the one that clung on for quite a long time although sj is defensive of him as they had a moment earlier in the day which i thought was brilliant what's sj stand for um super jesus that's what i'm going for (laughs) yeah that's the first thing that comes to my head That's exactly it. Is, is All these people are just going to have nicknames by the end of this. <laughs> Square Mouth and Super Jesus. And Moira. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Basil strongly suggests Moira and Gabe suggests that her persona could all be an act because she acts a bit ditzy. They move on to the second task, which is called Quivering Mess, and it's an immunity task. You, you forgot like another Gabe, a, another Gabe quote that is so oh. perfect. Gone. Bros before does. Yeah. <laughs> no. Again, is that, is he talking about does as in the female, female deer, deer? Yeah. Or does as in doe. Oh, like reddies. Oh, I didn't. I doubt. Yeah. I, I think it's I, female deer. But I think it's, it's he like, doesn't want to say hoes, and he said does. You know, to make it more family friendly yeah. on a show that people are getting killed on. <laughs> Bros before yeah. does. Yeah. Brilliant. Bros before does. Anyway, on onto the archery. Yeah, they all wear white, fire blood-soaked arrows at one another in a knockout slash last man standing type competition. Those bum bags, how I didn't notice them on my first watch through, I don't know, because they're quite obvious. Now they're all in white and you've broken up with like colour. Mm. But also, I want to go back into the first series and see if they were given bum bags then as well. I think they were. Possibly. I just uh, probably didn't pick up on it because they were all wearing nut absolutely bonkers clothes anyway, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. In fact, I think I think you're right. I think they were, actually. They're all largely a bit rubbish with the bow. What we do notice is that some people, you know, that when they get paired off, some people get to pick who they're going to be fighting or challenging, dueling. Others don't. So initially, Gabe picks Bella, and you think, what a wimp. And they call him out for it. You know, you've picked the smallest girl yeah. on the team. Although, to be fair, surely you'd want to pick the biggest person there to be a bigger target. But anyway, just to show him up, Jordan chooses Clyde. What's your reason? He's my biggest competitor, so why not sooner rather than later? And I've put another comment. I need to stop letting Gabe annoy me at this point. Because he does get a little bit funny at that, doesn't he? He's like, oh, it's it's funny how Jordan says that Clyde's uh, his biggest competitor and all this sort of thing. 
Anyway, what I thought was brilliant here was that it's absolutely lashing it down. They're really struggling to oh, just stay on their feet. Yeah, slipping over and everything, yeah. And the most satisfying thing is when SJ, Super Jesus, takes out <laughs> Gabe. It is fantastic. So I love you, SJ, but I'm going to have to take you down. That's all right, honey. Honestly, I wish like SJ got to hit him more. SJ Yay! is unstoppable! You're a machine! Did you notice anything about the bow and arrow? Or when they shot the bow and arrow? That a lot of them just like flung out the end and didn't actually come out. Or was it the overlaid miss, like uh, stereotypical oh, miss sound? The noise. <laughs> so, like every time they, every time they just did one, it was like, Whew. yeah. It's like they don't have to there do were noises that. every single time. Yeah, yeah we know that we, we know they're firing one. We're watching it. So the fight continues, and each round someone is eliminated until we've got a final pair in Valentina versus Clyde, and the winner will get immunity. Valentina takes victory and gets her immunity woggle. She chooses Lexi to get immunity as well. Clyde's gutted. <laughs> his face. Afterwards. Oh, I, I can bottle that emotion up. You <laughs> literally see his heart he? break. It's like I've said. I think I've said it before. I think it, once again, it's that Simpsons. Ralph Wiggum and. Lisa Simpson moment. slows down the slow-mo, <laughs> yeah. and you can yeah. see the moment his heart breaks. It was so good. Bobby says that he's going to play gin rummy with Bruce before he kills another one of them later on. They all regroup and discuss the day's events, along with why Valentina didn't pick Clyde, along with the alliances they've made between one another. Maura says that she feels like there has been whispering about her, expecting them to all say, nah, don't be silly. No, 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 there's never been no whispering. Instead, all of them turn around and go, yeah, we've been talking about you a lot, actually. Yeah, do you know what do you know what they're saying? Is it is it is it Moira or Mora? <laughs> all the talking behind yeah. your back. I don't know. We can't say her name. We can't because we don't know how to like Yeah, who do you think like, the killer is? You've got a, an absolute hundred percent you know it was her. She'll win because they cannot write her You've name. You've literally seen her texting Bruce saying, Yeah, chop the red off. Yeah, cheers, babes, chop the red off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're around the campfire at the end, they're like, We can't we can't call her out. What's her name? <laughs> I've got I've got wrote down here. There's two people holding hands already. Yeah, so so the Valentina, um, Clyde, and one other. I don't know who it is, but they're all holding hands. Clyde and there's three of them that are like got this little love triangle going on. And I think they mentioned like next time it heats up within the love triangle because Clyde's playing both sides. Like he's he's playing them off against each other. The other thing as well, I think SJ get, gets pretty close to Jordan where he can as well. Hello, campers! It's time to roast some marshmallows because they're burnt crispier than the corpses lining the dorm walls. So as this episode draws to a close, Bobby invites the campers to roast marshmallows with him at the campfire. The creepy ring a ring a roses is playing. I think it's but it's not the it's no lyrics. It's just the okay. Because I was going to say I didn't hear that, and you should get checked in the background. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's different for sure. As we hear that as they as they're getting ready, you know, into their sort of jock outfits and all that sort of stuff as they head to camp, Bobby bursts out with a scream and scares the shit out of them. It scares me. So, what a first day, campers. You managed to make $2,275 for your prize pot. Woo! Oh my god! Oh my Clap! God. Again, credit to him. I think he plays it really well. 
Valentina and Clyde are holding hands. So yeah, it's those two that are holding hands. And when Bobby asked what her tears taste like, Bella says they taste sad. (laughs) Brilliant. I've read that down. That's class. Bobby reveals that two people will be chosen to walk out into the woods tonight. And they are Clyde and Basil. uh, Basil. He... (laughs) He does make a point that the killer could choose themselves. Clyde thinks that if he is the one that's killed, Jordan is the killer. Clyde and Basil walk into the woods, go and get their ice cream, and Bobby tells them his scary story. Hey, you can't have a campfire without a scary story, right? Right? I've got one for you. Do you want to hear it? I guess. Once upon a night, Two young campers went for a walk in a wood. Very quickly, they came upon a sign that pointed them in different directions. It's been reopened up. Take care. I'll see you in helmet. Yeah. After walking through the woods, feeling the fear of a dog about to be neutered. One of the campers emerged into a forest clearing. Now you have to remember, they were scared, very scared. So imagine their joy when they saw a vintage neon ice cream parlor attached to an ice truck in the middle of a forest. At the back of the truck, there was a delicious looking tub of ice cream. It was their favorite flavor. Decadent strawberries and cream. They just started scooping it into their mouth. with wild abandon. Sadly, this couldn't last forever, because suddenly Bruce rushed out of the forest. He slammed the truck door shut. Then he turned the temperature on the truck down real low. Liquid nitrogen rushed in! Starting with their feet and moving up their frame, they began to freeze solid. The camper convulsed in pain as dry ice filled their lungs and covered their skin. Inch by inch until they turned into a human popsicle. Terrified eyes could move. And then Bruce wheeled about and stood them upright. And then our handyman picked up his Camp Pleasant baseball bat. Bottom of the ninth, two down, and the pitcher winds up and he releases. Oh, the ball flies. It's a hell of a pitch. Our young batter Bruce steps up the plate and crack, it's a home run! The camper's head shattered into a thousand icy shots. One, 
guts from their hands like yolk from a runny fucking egg. Bruce raised his hands in a triumphant cheer. Mommy. Because you see, Mummy always told Bruce he could never be a pro softball player. That he wasn't like the other boys. But that was Bruce's home run. Good for you, Bruce. Good for you. Now I'm crying. Bobby screams, blood rushed from his head like the yolk from a runny fucking egg. <laughs> I was laughing so much at that point. That's amazing. And Clyde returns to camp where campers realise it was Basil who was killed. Valentina is sure to be happy. Bobby says goodnight. And that is the end. The murder just it's so outlandish, isn't it? I was going to say, what do you think? Good death? No, not personally. <laughs> What about you? So, I think um, the visual effects looks amazing. I re- I yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I'm just thinking you can come up with something. But there's got to be something better than just eating ice cream out of it. He's got trapped like an animal. It's like you got baited in with ice cream. It's like, come so, on, there's got to be something better than this. I think there's always that conversation, isn't there, around is it realistic? Would it happen? And I think when... I don't think a serial killer is hiring a, a private <laughs> ice cream truck. I don't... I don't mean it that. If it was like one of the old-fashioned ice cream trucks with a hatch, and he's waiting there, he's looking like, oh, do I want? Do I want a 99 with a flake and stuff? And then as he opens the sliding window, just gets stabbed in the eye with a cone. (laughs) Yeah, you've already respected that a lot more. (laughs) And I think, to be honest, no, it was more around the you know when you see someone in a in a horror movie and they've got a shotgun in their hands and then the killer's right in front of them and you're like you'd fucking shoot it and then they don't but then we need a film otherwise the film's over mm. and i think it's one of those that but equally it's a bit outlandish you know when you're riding on your bike on first episode of the last series spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it but if there's anyone listening to this series that hasn't already listened to that what are you doing but when they're going along on segways and the razor wire yeah, that's, off, that's clever because yeah just a nice stroll in the in the woods yeah or when he got ripped through the window and stabbed up and yeah stuff. exactly yeah anyway since we know in this show we can't really predict the bottom two I'm only going to ask you for two prediction. Okay. So, who is the killer or killers? I, I got it wrong in season one because I said there would be a male and female killer, mm. and it turned out to be two male killers, mm. which makes me think it's even going to be more of a female killer this season. Yeah. I, but I want to say Clyde. Yeah. At the moment. I want... I just want rid of Gabe somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I'm just going to go Clyde and what's the blonde girl called with the annoying laugh? Oh, Maura. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, had to, I had to ask you. <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose. Um, so yeah, Moira and Clyde I'm going for. So I think that it's a Gabe-Clyde combo. Oh, see, 
But I've just said that though. You can't just copy me. It's mine's written down, to be fair, and the document is last modified yesterday at, and I can't see the okay. time. But the reason I think that is because when Clyde came back, the sort of handshake that they had between them <laughs> it was might, a secret killer handshake. That might just be <laughs> like, maybe it's just bros before does, you know? Might be, yeah. But as you said, it would be better if it was someone else that we couldn't because. It's too obvious. The only reason I'm thinking Gabe is because of how much in the limelight he is considering what happened in the first series with Carl. Yeah, you're talking too much. Me? No, not you. Gabe. <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> but also, Bobby at the start, he says, oh, Gabe, are you nervous? Because his, his foot's twitching. And his foot's and he's, like, and he's like, oh, no, I'm cold. It's like, mate, you're not cold. No, no one else there is shaking or shivering. No. And, and it's definitely Clyde. It's definitely Clyde because A... The the pig incident. The pig incident. Mm. And two. <laughs> A and two. I don't think that's his real smile. That's his nervous <laughs> smile. <laughs> you cannot convince me that that's the guy's real smile. I do that smile when I'm in trouble and I know I've done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like Chandler trying to smile for a photograph in Friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so who do you want to win? Um, SJ. Super Jesus. Because yeah. he just seems quite fun. During, I'm going to say something opposite to you here because you think she might be the killer, but I really like Maura. Yeah, I only picked that because it's <laughs> it's one of the girls I remember. <laughs> um, it's not Valentino. <laughs> Valentina. Valentina. And um, I just feel like it needs to be a female this season, the second mm. killer. Interesting. Do you mean so? But again, it depends how they pick these killers, doesn't it, as well? Mm, of course. At the end, we see next time, and it looks like the next victim will lose their life to a lawnmower blade or something similar. Do you think they're going to do this where they like um, Bruce starts knocking out the window again and stuff? Like I that? hope so. I hope it's more. I hope it's all the time. Yeah. I think I said it before. I, I need to see people do tasks when they're sleep deprived. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. well, let's be honest. If you look at like um, Murder Game and Murder in Small Town X and all that sort of stuff, the night challenges and the night sort of when they were going out and on stakeouts and things yeah. like that, it made it that much more creepy. It's way better. But also that the relationships suffer for it because everyone's yeah. a lot more ratty Miserable, with each other. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Episode one, finally done. Finally, after all this time of promising to actually do it. When we do an episode two, five five months' time. <laughs> It'll be out by 2023. Yeah. I mean, for listeners, it will be next week, so we better pull our uh, pull our fingers out. You pull your finger out. Mm. I think that's it. i got no more notes. And neither have I. But it's, I'm, I'm glad to be back. It feels good. If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Come and say hello on Twitter. We're at Presents Jam, because Jam Presents was already taken. For more content like this, head over to jasonandmike.com. We'll be back next week with more Killer Camp.